Good afternoon. You are listening to My Own Two Hands on KDNK Community Radio. Each month, we explore sustainability issues in the Roaring Fork Valley and beyond through inspiring conversations with the thought leaders and practitioners that are developing and implementing sustainable solutions across all scales from local to global. My name is Adele Kraft, and I am a graduate of the Sustainability Studies Program at Colorado Mountain College. Unfortunately, my wonderful co-host, Adrian Fielder, was not able to make it today, but I'm so excited to be joined by a member of my graduating class at CMC. She recently had the super unique and amazing opportunity to attend the Earthship School in Taos, New Mexico. Janelle, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to learning more about your sustainability journey. Thanks so much for having me. It's so great to be here. Absolutely. I would love for you to just start by introducing yourself, talking about your CMC journey, how you ended up where you are now. Yeah, well, I graduated CMC in 2021 with a a bachelor's in sustainability studies, and I was pretty excited to get my hands dirty and figure out how I can take what I learned at CMC and kind of you know, align my values and stuff like that with some real work. And um, the Earthship Academy seemed like the best next step for me. Awesome. So I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, what is an Earthship? Yeah, it sounds pretty wacky. And they kind of are, actually. Um, They're these really funky, um, sustainable, autonomous housing. They're essentially like off-grid houses. They're really awesome. Cool. And what piqued your interest in learning about Earthships? I really want my home life to be sustainable in the best way I can because it feels like the best thing for me to do. I really wanted to change the world once I graduated, but that seems like kind of a big task for me. Um, So right now I'm trying to focus in on what I can actually do in my life. Um, And they actually teach you hands-on skills, how to build your own home, how to make your own greenhouse, how to do all of these things that just really um, piqued my interest. That sounds like an amazing opportunity. Well, I just, in preparation for this interview, I just read your article in Dirtbag, and that was so exciting to see your name on that. So I know a little bit about Earthships now, but I would love if you could just kind of break it down for the listeners about the basic principles of Earthships, um, what that actually looks like. Yeah, so Earthships essentially are not like your standard building. Um, They're more like um, a vessel, essentially, because it needs someone to be in it to operate it, essentially, because it has a lot of working parts. But essentially what they are, they're built with natural and recycled materials, so you're not using new prefabricated items when you're building. Um, The other items and things that are really important about an earth ship is that they're utilizing thermal mass to essentially heat and cool the home, so there's no heating, there's no propane, um, which is really important, as well as the greenhouse situation, which is really vital too. You're able to grow some food and supplement some of the things you're buying in the stores, Um, which is really cool. Another important thing about the Earthships is they recycle their water, which was really interesting to me. Water is used three times within the home before it leaves the house, which is really cool. 
Interesting. Um, I know I saw from some of your pictures, Taos gets cold. I saw snow on the earth shift and on the ground. So how does that concept of thermal mass work? Like it sounds a little bizarre to have a house in the winter that doesn't have heating or cooling. Yeah, it was really cool to be able to stay in an airship while I was at the academy. And I was pretty surprised that it was 65 degrees inside of my earthship while it was like sub like freezing, like 32 degrees outside. Um, but just by being far into the earth, it utilizes thermal mass, which is essentially earth and insulation. So during the day, having that greenhouse, all of that solar gain is going into the vessel or the earthship and warming the home. And then at night, when the sun goes down, the earth is kind of holding in that heat. So you're retaining that heat that you soaked up all day. It's really great. That's so cool. So what happens if it's overcast for like a week? You know, you'd be surprised. I kind of dealt with that as well. And it kind of holds. It's at a maybe lower temperature, maybe 55 to 58. You might have to put a coat on. It's not, you know, but to be able to have that and not have to turn on a heater or to be able to, you know, pay a gas bill, it's it's kind of worth it. It's worth the compromise. I know that you talked about the interactive component, that there has to actually be a person living there for the Earthship to operate. So how, how does that work? Well, it's really important because, as I mentioned earlier, the water is used three times within the house before it leaves the house. So you have a cistern that's collecting your water, and then it sits in a tank. And then, you know, the one I was living in was a little more primal, and you actually had to prime the pump once your tanks got low. So once you run out of water, you have to go turn the valve on, have the water fill up the tanks, prime the pump, and then you have water for the house. Is that from rainwater or groundwater? Uh, From rainwater or snowmelt. And as well, it's just better for the system to be cycling because you're using the gray water from your sinks, like your... Um, your bathroom sinks and stuff like that, that's actually going into the botanical cells, into the greenhouse. So it's kind of important to have, like, the water cycling for the plants. If the gray water sits, it kind of gets, like, a funky smell you don't Mm. really want to have. Um, Well, can you put us in... In your Earthship, you said that yours was a little more primal. Yeah. What does that look like? What was your living arrangement? And then can you also describe what a more, like, luxury Earthship would look like? Yeah, totally. Um, So mine was literally, like, a $25,000 build. It was very easy. Like, my shower essentially is what you would call a jerry can. It was a six-gallon water jug that was just painted black, facing the sun, (laughs) and heated by the sun. So getting a shower was, like you know, this very exact thing. Once the sun went down, I'm losing my my hot water, you know what I mean? So right after work, I had to, like, get in the shower. And it wasn't what you're used to. Having retaining hot water is a luxury that I really appreciated after that trip. Um, But, you know, you have to be really quick with your shower, turning the water off in between sudsing, things that we're not used to. It was, like, kind of like camping. Um, but I was all about it. It felt really good to know. I could literally see how much water I was using each day. Um, Also, my toilet was pretty primal. Like, I had to hand pump water, take a bucket, and, like, pour water into my toilet to get it to flush. Um, It kind of loses its charm sometimes, (laughs) but it was really cool as well to see. I was conserving a lot of water. You know, our standard toilets use a lot of water each flush. So it was cool. 
And how long were you there for? I was there for a month. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then can you describe a more luxury Earthship to us? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, your more luxury Earthship is going to have way more rooms, way more space, like on-demand hot water, like all of the bells and whistles as far as like solar like voltage, having TVs and stuff. Like I basically could charge my phone and use my laptop, but I had to charge it during the day when we had sun, like... You know what I mean? So you have to be very mindful about your electricity usage in mind versus some of these luxury homes that have multiple TVs and, you know, stoves and things like that. I was kind of in a way more camping situation, like mm-hmm. two burner stove versus like, you know, full Airbnb luxury. Wow, that's amazing. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to My Own Two Hands on KDNK Community Radio. I'm your host, Adele Kraft, and I am talking with Janelle about her experience at the Earthship Academy. You were just mentioning that the Earthship you were living in was a $25,000 build. And that kind of leads me to the question, why aren't more people building them? Why aren't we all living in Earthships? I think a lot of the challenges with the Earthship is the building codes. They're not your normal home. And in certain areas, it's easier to build them, like Taos. Like Mike Reynolds, the founder, has done really great work in making it um, acceptable there. But I think building codes and maybe just access of knowledge. I think if more people knew that this was happening, I think they would absolutely want to do it. Can you talk a little bit more about the benefits and the drawbacks of Earthships? both sides? I mean, there are some aspects, admittedly, that are, you know, more expensive than you would think. Like, to build one, they can be a big investment at first, but once they're working and operating, you're saving so much money on utilities. You're not heating and cooling the home. Um, You're not paying for water because you're hopefully, you know, harvesting enough in your cisterns that your whole system can operate and recycle its water. So, yeah. It's so interesting. I would love to hear a little more about um, your experience at the Earthship Academy. What was the makeup of your class, and what did a typical day look like for you? So our days were broken up in half. In the first part of the day, we were in labs and classrooms learning um, just all of the, you know, the principles of the Earthships, building them, all of the projects that they have done, their successes, their failures. Um, We were taught basically how to build an earthship piece by piece, bit by bit, and why things were what they were. And then, you know, we'd break for lunch. And then the second half of the day, we were on job sites, building homes, you know, learning the skills, making cement, like plastering, doing adobe, doing framing. It was really cool to be able to take what we were learning in the classroom and be able to do it. Yeah, that hands-on aspect sounds really engaging. Who were you building houses for? Were these like private projects? We were doing private builds for home, like potential homeowners, um, which was really cool um, to be able to like just drive down the road into the Earthship community. It's like, what is it called? The Earthship Global Community, I believe it's called. It's like one of the largest off-grid communities. So it was really cool to be able to contribute to you know, another home in an off-grid community. I know you said that zoning can be a challenge. Do you think that earthships are scalable? Like, is is this something that we can do on a larger scale? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And right now, Mike Reynolds is actually working on trying to urbanize this because in a lot of 
you know, getting land is becoming really challenging for a lot of people. So, you know, getting land and building, you know, earthship is not necessarily available to everybody. Right. So he's trying to find a way to urbanize, and I know he does have plans in place to kind of be able to build these in cities to kind of show people how amazing it is to be able to have this comfortable home without all of these inputs from the grid. Are there such things as Earthship apartment complexes? <laughs> I believe he's working on the refuge right now, I want to say. I hope I'm I'm quoting it right, but I know he is working on kind of like that mother-daughter kind of apartment setup, mm-hmm. you know, because that's kind of a, a high need right now. So there's definitely plans for that, which is super cool. They are very adaptable. You know, re- the, the sky is the limit with these builds. You can really just take the concept and do whatever you you see fit, which I really like about it. Yeah, it would be really cool if Earthships could be part of the solution for the affordable housing crisis that we're experiencing right now. Yeah, I mean, essentially, they really could be. They're, they are a lot to build, and you would need some help with loans and things like that, but there's definitely a great opportunity for people to have affordable housing, um, which would be really great, and feel empowered, be able to grow your own food and and feel like you have this home that's like not contributing to a lot of the things that are going on right now that are detrimental to the environment. Yeah. I want to know, like, some of the most interesting things that you learned, if there was anything surprising that really stuck out to you. Um, I was really surprised, honestly, at how expensive the building and the labor was. Like, I don't know anything about building. You know what I mean? I went in there thinking, like, these are great. I'm going to leave and be able to build. And once I got there, I was like, okay, this is going to be a little more challenging than I thought to be able to to really make these things work because you have to be able to get the land, get the zoning, get all the permitting in place, and then be able to build and the labor and things like that. But it wasn't so discouraging because there's so many people that are excited about getting hands-on. And I felt like being a student, I was helping someone actualize their home dream. And someday, hopefully, I'll have students working on mine, you know? So cool. Yeah. Okay, so what's next for you? You have your college education under your belt. You have your time at the Earthship Academy. Yeah. um, Well, right now, I'm pursuing finishing the Earthship Academy, which is broken up into three parts. So I did the first part of the academy, which is kind of like the nuts and bolts. And then the second part is a field study where you go and you work on a build for three to four weeks where you're just on the job site every day, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, It's really hard work, you know, but you get to do job sites in a lot of different places around the states. They just did a build in Georgia right now, which would have been a nice reprieve maybe from the cold. Um, But, yeah, so – not sure where I'm going to do my field study yet, but the next that's the next step. And then the third step is an independent study, which you can kind of do what you would like with it. And I'm kind of hoping to maybe, I don't know, do a partnership with CMC and Earthship Academy and see if I can kind of make that work. It would be a good partnership for both parties. That's you really know. exciting. Yeah. yeah. But w- having an earthship up on the CMC Spring Valley campus. Yeah, I think it would be super great to kind of, you know, when I graduated from CMC, I was very hopeful, but I also had a really heavy heart. And this kind of made me feel a little more hopeful. So I think if people could really see these things and get inside of them, it's it's so it's so I don't know, it's moving. It really is. Well, I think that's a perfect segue because I would love to talk about Kind of the mental health component of sustainability. I know that when you are 
learning about sustainability, learning about all of these things in the world that are going wrong as a result of people, it can be, you know, it can really, really weigh on you and you can feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. So do you have any advice or do you want to share a little bit about your story and how that impacted you? Yeah, I mean, resiliency was a really hard thing for for me during my course. I cried so much in class. Like, it was really hard for me to hide that learning about social injustices and environmental degradation and just feeling like the wave of all of the things that are going on and feeling almost hopeless, but also feeling somewhat, I don't know, responsible like now that I have this knowledge I have to do something with it but like what do I do that's kind of where do I start but I think the best thing that I learned I think I want to say Kevin I want to give this to Kevin um, was to do what you can with what you have where you are like that's the best thing you can do because if you try to take on the larger systems at play You can do that, and there are people that do that, and I'm grateful for that. But the best thing to do is kind of dial it back and do what you can with what you have. That's the best advice I could give. I love that. I know that from my experience learning about sustainability, too, it can just be so overwhelming. And I completely agree. Like, you can learn about the global, large-scale sustainability problems, but translate that to what's in your own backyard, what you can actually do to get your hands dirty and feel like you're making a difference and make a difference. You know, if we're working in the um, food forest here in Carbondale and somebody is walking by and we strike up a conversation about what we're doing, maybe that will be the inspiration, the push that it takes for that person to incorporate some sustainability practices into their life. And that feels very actionable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, When Kevin was on our show, I want to say a year ago, he was talking about the concept of active hope and translating your overwhelm into action. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful concept. Yeah, for sure. I kind of realized that my passion was my calling and my superpower. You know, like, why am I feeling so overwhelmed by these things? Like, why am I so sensitive to certain topics? And instead of feeling overwhelmed by it, I was like, okay, like, let's lean into this and see why, you know, why I feel this way and what I can actually do with it. So I know that you have your experience at the Earthship Academy, and that's one really big picture thing. But what are some other sustainability practices or I don't know if you want to call them like self-care practices Um, what are some of both that you bring into your daily life I think one of the most important things is uh, social permaculture and building community Um, because you know when I was in CMC I was surrounded by my peers and people that had similar passions and motivations and my cup was like so full and then when I graduated I was like kind of you know fledged off into the world and I felt like oh I'm out of my bubble now right um so I really tried to cultivate community um and I would just try to do dinner parties and just like gather in the park and try to see who I could get to kind of hang out and just see what everybody was doing and kind of check in with everyone and just kind of stay close and not you know lose that because one of the best things about being at college is the social aspect yeah and it kind of 
throws you into that. And then when you graduate, you kind of have to cultivate that. Yeah, maintaining those connections and relationships is so important. Well, Janelle, it has been lovely speaking with you. We don't have very much time left, so I would love to wrap up our conversation with some of your takeaways, both from the Earthship Academy, your time at CMC, and just being in the sustainability world. I'm grateful for CMC for kind of arming me with the knowledge to you know, embark on my journey and feel confident enough to go out to Taos by myself um, and live off grid. Uh, With your dog. Yeah, of course. Don't always, forget that. Always the trusty pup. <laughs> um, but yeah, grateful for that. And then, you know, being at the academy was very nourishing as well. Like, I'm really grateful for the people that I was able to study with, the mentors, the people that were teaching me their trade and really taking the time to connect and I was really grateful for the tolerance there. There was so many different people from so many different walks of life who normally would have never like sat at the same lunch table kind of thing. But there was a lot of tolerance and respect, and I really appreciated that. It kind of inspired me to stop dividing and just kind of be like, all right, we got to do this. So it was really cool. Yeah. So how did the program draw different people? I think all of us are feeling the same from all walks of life. This isn't just like the hippies now that are worried about what's going on in the world. A lot of people are inspired by the Earthship ethos of being able to live off grid and have this really cool, unique home that you can build to your own liking and live this way. Um, So I think a lot of people are drawn to it, which brought a lot of different people together, ignited to do something, you know. That's beautiful. That's really amazing. Well, if people are interested in learning more about the Earthship Academy or about your experience, is there somewhere you can direct them, maybe your article? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, the gram, my Nellorado Instagram. I know it's so cheesy, but... Um, But I did write an article in Dirt Magazine. If you look it up, it's more than a hippie hobbit house, I think it's called, um, which was really cool. Um, But I would direct people to go to, you know, theearthship.com and check out where Earthships are. There's a map that shows where their builds are all over the world. You can see what they're doing with the academy, see if it, you know, is something you would want to do. They also offer an online academy if people can't go off to Taos for a month and learn online which is really cool. So I would say check out the Earthship website. That's definitely a great place to see what they're doing and what they've done. Great. Well, before we wrap up, is there any little last bit of advice or hopeful message or anything else you want to share with the listeners? I would say just do what you can. If you can't run off to the academy, I mean, that's not for everyone. I was very fortunate to be able to go to the academy. Um, But I would just say knowledge share. Talk to your friends. See what they're doing. Um, And learn things together, learn new trades, learn how to grow sprouts, learn how to, I mean, you don't have to have a ton of space to be able to feel like you're nourishing yourself and doing something. So I would say maybe start growing something, like even if it's just like buying local starts and growing tomatoes, something like that, just to be able to feel like you're connecting and doing something. Yeah, start at home. I love that. That's great. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for joining me today on My Own Two Hands. If you like what you heard, this show airs on the fourth Monday of every month at 4.30. Thanks so much for listening. Make a better place
I'm gonna make it a brighter place I'm gonna make it a safer place 